Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be doing a stock analysis on Realty Income, ticker symbol O. In today's stock analysis, I'm going to give my price target. We're going to look at Q4 2021 results, earnings highlights, the fundamentals and financials. I'm going to look at dividend information and give my final thoughts on Realty Income as an investment. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. Also leave a comment down below on what you would like me to do a stock analysis on next. Thanks so much for your feedback. Now back to your content. All right, so now for my price target on Realty Income. I currently have their price target at $80 a share in the next 12 months or indicating about a 21% upside. And that is unchanged guidance since December 7th of 2021 when I did my last stock analysis. Now, one thing I do wanna point out is since my last stock analysis, I did call out and I did throw down the, uh, the downside risk and I did say they could move back into the $65 range since they had risen quite considerably fast um, up, to the, up to the last stock analysis. So they are trading around $66, $67 right now. And that is right around where I said the downside was. But right now, looking at this, we could see further downside. And that could be caused to rising uh, interest rates. The Fed announcement happens uh, early next month. Um, in March, and so maybe they'll do two rate hikes, which could cause um, realty income to be affected based off of them. Uh, you know, interest rates are highly important for REITs. Overall market sentiment, um, this is, uh, you know, tied to rates. It's tied to Ukraine. Overall market sentiment is not a direct reflection of anything realty income specific, but overall it could drive realty income lower in the short term we could see realty income drop down into the $60 range. I don't have that on the slide. However, that is a risk um, that I do want people to be noted of. Now, the, and so that's about another 10% drop. So just keep that in mind from their current prices. Now, again, I may in the next three months, depending on how things are moving, we may see that price target of mine get uh, cut to 70 if we did see it drop to 60. So. Just keep that in mind. There is a considerable amount of risk with realty income right now and a lot of uncertainty. However, if you're in it for dividend investing, it is a considerable, it is a good and consistent play there. Um, again, none of this is investing advice. Moving on into earnings results for Q4 of 2021, realty income reported funds from operation of 89 cents. They beat analyst expectations by one penny, about a beat by about 1%. On the revenue side, we saw a similar beat above about 1%. They reported $685 million of revenue um, and they beat that estimate by 8.48%. So overall there, it was in line with analyst expectations, nothing too crazy here. Moving on into earnings highlights. So they gave 2022 funds from operations guidance in the range of $3.88 to $4.05 versus consensus of $3.94. So right there, smack in the middle, as we move forward, we'll see if their guidance shifts to the upper side of that range or the lower side, and that'll be important uh, moving forward. Now, 2021 growth of funds from operation was just 2.4%, but the good news is even based off of the guidance that they gave above, that get, indicates their FFO growth um, normalized will be somewhere between 14 and 19% um, will be expected. So that's pretty decent growth rate there. On the occupancy side of their, um, their leases, it's at 98.5%. 
looking at um, you know everything except for their fitness stuff, it's pretty much at 99.5. That's the only thing that's really brute. Health and fitness uh, uh, buildings and leases are the things that are bringing that down below 99%. So other than that, it's doing really well and health and fitness are a smaller percentage of their portfolio anyways. And they ended 2021 with 6.4 billion dollars in acquisitions. All right, moving forward, let's talk about some of the financials and fundamentals around realty income and what we need to be paying attention to moving forward. So at the top line, you can see revenue uh, in 2020, at end of 2020 was at 1.6 billion. In 2021 is around $2 billion. And the primary increase there was the acquisition of Verreet, and it really was only there for about one quarter. So we expect that probably to be, um, you know, probably another 600 million added to that if no other growth accounted for. So probably into the year around 2.6 billion for 2022 with no other acquisitions, nothing else. It's just very raw math there. So that's something you just want to keep ahead of, uh, a point on. But how do they fund these acquisitions? Well, they issue new shares, they issue debt, um, and they have been issuing shares lately. And so we want to pay attention to that. So you can see that one way that um, Realty Income has continued to grow their portfolio is by issuing new shares. And you can see that oh, from 2012 to 20, you know, current uh 367 or sorry 373 million shares outstanding compared to 132 so they've basically tripled the number of shares outstanding in the last almost decade now and i expect them to continue issuing more shares to finance their acquisitions and growth in the future but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing the thing we need to be paying attention to is on a per share basis is realty income delivering more value year over year? So for um, for basic uh, sorry REITs, we're not really looking at um, earnings per share. We mainly look at funds from operations. I don't want to explain that right now, but that's basically what you're going to want to look at. And funds from operations diluted. The raw number has been increasing over the last few years. But if we look at it from a per share value, which is down here, I'm going to look at the diluted. You can see that that has been increasing over the years, but not at the rate at which the acquisition or the dilution is occurring. So that is something you should probably pay attention to, as from from a uh, you know a capital appreciation perspective. That is something you definitely want to pay attention to. Um, it's it, it's very important to, to note that. Now, the last thing I want to share with you is changes to their balance sheet. Again, another way that they fund their um, acquisitions is through issuing debt. And you can see that their issuing of debt really hasn't, um, in the last 12 months, hasn't really been that crazy. Only about $50 million dollars. Um, from 2019 to, you know, put that in perspective, from 2019 to 2020, it was about $1.2 billion in additional long-term debt. So a much larger increase from the previous, or a much smaller increase from the previous year. So that's another thing you're going to want to pay attention. Um, real quickly, their total liabilities are around $10.3 billion, um, total assets at 2.7, and their 
Uh, let's see, do, 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 do. cash and cash equivalents. We're looking at $517 million, accounts receivable at 341. Um, so overall, looks 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 fairly solid. Again, most of their most of their assets is in that um, property, plant, and equipment category there, uh, minus their depreciation. So that's really where most of the asset value is going to be inside those actual properties, which isn't rocket science. Moving on into dividend information. Right now, Realty Income's dividend yield is around 4.4%, with an annual dividend of $2.95 a share. And on a monthly basis, it is currently at 24.7 cents every month. Uh, another thing is they also are known as the monthly dividend company, and that's because they give out um, uh, dividends monthly. Now for a very brief business description, Realty Income is a real estate investment trust or REIT for short. They recently acquired Verreit, which had about 3,800 properties and that added to the 6,500 O currently had. Now these numbers are a little bit old by probably two or three months. And I'm pretty sure they've added like 400 properties since then on top of that. So add another 400 onto that and you'll be in the cl pretty close to the ballpark. Now the triple net lease, that is exactly what type of properties they buy. The tenants are responsible for the taxes, insurance, and maintenance on top of the lease payments. So from an overhead perspective, it's really just administration costs for realty income and managing the properties. There's not cost associated with taxes, insurance, and maintenance. So overall, it's a really good um, leasing structure and it's in Realty Income's favor. Now for my final thoughts on Realty Income. So starting with their earnings, um, really not a huge beat here. It's just a 1% on both sides. I'm glad to see that we at least didn't miss expectations and we're right there in line with the guidance and what was expected. Um, but with some of the macro things looming, like we have inflation, we have um, rate hikes, which are very important for REITs. Um, and we also have some macro events that might cause some broader market selling like Ukraine and Russia. And those things alone caused me some hesitancy with that $80 price target to the point where I may just go ahead and say, look, guys, that's probably not realistic. And I know I already put it earlier in the video, but I think it's just good to show the type of thinking that happens while I go through the stock analysis. So you see in real time what is happening as we go through it. So realistically, just kind of going through it off the top of my head, really what I'm probably going to adjust this to is, look, I think we do have a downside risk here of about 10% down to 60, and we probably only have an upside to 75 at, at the top there. I think it is going to be a push to get to $80 in the next 12 months based off of where we're at right now. It doesn't look like revenue growth is going to be um, quite substantial from a, from a per share basis. And I don't, um, you know, it just doesn't seem like a very good uh, position if you're looking for capital appreciation. Now, moving on into just the dividend side of it all, if the stock does drop into, let's say, the 60, or God forbid it drops to 50 for whatever reason, it does offer a very good dividend um, dividend yield for monthly income investors. And it has been consistent, and it has been you know, very consistent, and they have stayed true to it. The payout ratio um, has stayed pretty consistent around 85, 86% over um, you know, the, you know, at least of what I've been looking at. 
and it doesn't look like it's in danger at all. And their occupancy rates are high enough um, and they didn't really see that big of an impact throughout the pandemic. In fact, they kept increasing dividends through the pandemic. So from a dividend investor's perspective, it's a pretty safe dividend. However, you could see, you know, if you did invest now, you could see some capital depreciation on the stock price itself while still, again, getting that monthly dividend. So those are some things to be thinking about. It depends on what you're looking at realty income for, whether it is a, you know, capital appreciation. I think there's some, I think there's some severe risk there. I shouldn't say severe. I think there's some considerable risk there. And from the dividend perspective, if you're looking for something consistent and monthly, it definitely has been secure over the historical period. But again, don't go chasing yield because that'll just cause you nothing but problems. So keep those things in mind as you evaluate realty income for your portfolio. Again, none of this is financial advice. It is purely my opinion. And I'm giving you my thoughts to help you start to think about your investments yourself. Now, thank you so much for watching. I do videos on personal finance, investing, and stock analysis. If there's any type of content you'd like to see, leave it down in the content or leave it down in the comments below. Also, don't forget to hit that like button. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Frank, Frank Finance.